This Radio Days Africa audio amplified podcast is brought to you by the Vits Radio Academy. For more content and information, click to radiodaysafrica.co.za. This is Radio Days Africa 2021 Audio Amplified Download the Radio Days Africa app Search Radio Days Africa in your app store Good morning everyone and welcome to this year's Radio Days Africa session This is the Radio Days Africa Fringe The campus radio question My name is Shue Shue Ku um, And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsors and supporters for the Radio Days Africa con- um, conference. Um, and I'd like to mention the Conrad Adenhauer Stifting, that's CAS Media Africa, um, for the continued support of the Radio uh, Days conference throughout the years. This year, they've, uh, they've partnered with us again. And also today's session specifically supported by the US Embassy in Pretoria. So good morning, everyone. All of my colleagues from campus radio stations across the country and other parts of the world, um, I think we're going to have a really interesting session um, today. I'd like to then just um, call on the stage some of my colleagues there, Precious Pialana from SMMU-FM. This is the Sefako Mahato University FM. Um, also, we have Michael Bauer from Tax FM. Um, he's the programs manager, Rifilo Mudipani from Radio Tef. Um, she's a music compiler there. Also, Sharon Kennell from Park FM. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> morning. Good morning. Thank you. That's great. Um, Precious, as you can see, your background looks really nice and very interesting. You do come from a medical <laughs> university, formerly Medunsa Sefako Mahatu University FM. 2021 and the 2020 started, you know, I mean, the two years are all almost one year. Um, for us, people in campus radio, we've been immensely affected. Our core audiences who are mainly students aren't in their normal residencies. They are, you know, studying from home. How has the pandemic shaped the way you do radio um, at SMMU FM? All right. Um, I just want to say it's SMU, the Papa Makati University. Oh, yes, SMU, not SMU. <laughs> not the double M, yes. I should probably yes. stay away from acronyms. <laughs> it's all right. It's SMU FM. We are, of course, based at uh, the Fagumakata Health Science University. I think the difference with us is that we are based on a healthcare science university that is all about healthcare. Um, so with some of the challenges that uh, happened, I mean, last year when we started with level five, uh, was that some most of our presenters are actually, you know, doing clinicals. So they had to stop and continue. And um, the fact that um, all the... Uh, what do you call it, students had to leave campus in the beginning. That also uh, disturbed our programming. So in terms of the beginning of lockdown, our programming had to change entirely. We literally used about six presenters to present all the shows for the 21 days because we also had to cut down as who comes in, who's available, and also considering where about they were. Um, so luckily, we have uh, students and we have community members that actually work on the campus. But uh, through it all, being healthcare sciences, um, you have students who do clinicals. So most of the time they're available, then suddenly not available because they're also on call. So I think uh, the challenges have been a bit different, but one of the things we're able to do is actually connect more with what's happening through the community because now we became more trusted as a healthcare scientist to say they know exactly what's happening. So we started a show called the uh, SMU COVID-19 program. And through that program, we could educate people through anything and everything um, that has to do with uh, COVID. So they can actually connect with the experts. We speak about you know, from COVID uh, when you're pregnant, COVID when you're old, COVID when you have comorbidity. So we get deep into it and we bring the experts that we have uh, from our side onto campus. But uh, overall, I think uh, it has been a time where, you know, as a campus station in COVID, we were really able to step up and actually just shine. And people started noticing the radio station a bit more. So that much I'm grateful for. 
Well done. Um, very interesting. We'll get to what stations have had to do to actually um, provide content to audiences that's reliable, focusing on, on, on the pandemic later on. But Mike, um, Tux FM was one of the few st um, campus stations that actually started off and had people uh, already broadcasting from home, while some of us were still trying to figure out how to use the technology to allow for pre uh, presenters to work from home. How has the pandemic shaped Tax, uh, tax FM and how you, you are broadcasting. Yeah, um, so just on that note, uh, one of the first things that we needed to do was was adapt very, very quickly to, to, to the pandemic setting. And then we actually had people broadcasting via WhatsApp, which was um, an idea that was that, that, that they came about um, through necessity, pretty much. So we had mm. a, a series of producers who were sitting at home. We had a series of broadcasters who were sitting at home. Even our music compilers were sitting at home and they were, they were literally broadcasting through WhatsApp and through TeamViewer. Um, and, and that idea came actually from, a, um, from, from somebody who um, was a presenter at Tux FM um, back in the day who now currently works for 5FM. Um, and at the time, um, we, were, we were a bit lost. Uh, and, uh, and my station manager at the time and I, I discussed in detail what we were looking, what, what we were able to do um, with our capabilities. Because at the end of the day, we, we don't have fiber in our studios yet. We don't have like um, a, 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 a great sort of technical setup. And, and, and ultimately what we needed to do was we needed to be very creative. So to answer your question, what we're actually currently doing at the moment is, is, is we're trying to be as creative as possible with the, with the environment that we're currently working in. Um, we've had a series of, 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 of outbreaks at the station uh, in the sense that we've had, um, especially now in the last couple of weeks, we've had um, uh, many, many COVID-19 po uh, positive cases, which means that we've needed to be very creative in the way in which we schedule mm -hmm. our, our, our programming. And we, we've got people coming in at certain times to broadcast, and then we don't have people coming in at certain times, um, just, just, just purely based on the fact that they can't be in the studio and, and, and you know, infecting each other and that sort of thing. So, so, what, so to answer your question, what we've needed to do is we've needed to be very creative in the way in which we, we, we achieve certain things. Um, and the other thing is we need to be very safe as well. I think my major... Um, my major concern is, is balancing broadcasting and giving broadcasting in South Africa the respect that it deserves um, and also giving the, giving the broadcasters uh, respect as well. Because at the end of the day, you're not just affecting the broadcasters, you're, you're also affecting their families. Uh, you're also affecting the people that they live with. You're also affecting the people who they, who they are in transport with. So, so that's been something that's been very challenging for me personally um, because of the fact that, that, that my, my mentality is, is you know, broadcast 24 seven and don't stop until the station is on fire kind of thing. And even then, if the station is on fire, find a fire extinguisher and carry on. <laughs> I, I think that the major, the, the, the major problems with, with, with COVID-19 has, has needed to be a safety issue. And, and, and it's, and it's made us be very creative in the way in which we problem solve. Um, and it's, it's very easy to sit and, and, and look at other stations and go, oh, those, those stations are doing really well or all oh, those stations aren't doing as well as they could. Um, I think that each radio station and especially everybody on this panel uh, can agree that, that, that each radio station is unique and, and comes with their own unique um, problems. And, and our, our problems, whilst they are very campus based, are also very situationally based as well. We've got lots of broadcasters who stay in reses that, that, that can no longer broadcast. We've got lots of broadcasters who stay uh, in, you know, in, in places that need to catch taxis or trains or use public transport to get to and from, from the station. And we've, been, we've needed to be very cognizant about that. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you for that. And I just realized that I just said Tux FM. And for someone who might not know, Tux is attached to um, the University of Pretoria. So you, you broadcast from the capital, essentially. That's that's your area. Um, yes. But um, thank you very much and well done on, on being that. And moving to another station that's also played um, a big role in covering content and remaining connected to its audiences throughout this difficult time of um, the pandemic is Park FM. Um, so Sharonika, you the station manager there you've had to really be innovative um, in ensuring that the station um, uh, continues in this time so tell us how you've had to do things differently um, in the past year and a half thank you so much I think um, I have to agree with with what Mike said especially because when the 27th of March 2020 came we were all running around like headless chickens we had no idea what mm. was going on because at the end of the day, you're working with volunteers that, again, headed home. And connectivity was a 
major, major issue. Because let's all be honest with each other. We do know that our volunteers have data for mm. TikTok and for Instagram, but not necessarily always <laughs> what you need them to have it for. Uh, so it was very difficult. And also, like Mike mentioned, is we are not necessarily in the position to equip our broadcasters to wherever they're going to live broadcast. So I never thought I would say this, but a year and a half later, I'm a little bit grateful for COVID-19 and what the pandemic forced us into, into, like he said, being creative. I think for us, it came, we thought we were teaching our guys to be producers. And then suddenly 2020 came and we were like, um, oh no, they are actually just building puzzles up until this stage. So what we had to do is every single broadcaster was suddenly a producer as well. Because the capacity in terms of pre-producing a lot of our content, because again, you've got guys with connectivity issues and even the data that they necessarily get from the university um, is nighttime data. So I cannot tell you how after 12 o'clock at night, my phone was blowing up because the next day show needs to come in, but that needs to be produced. Audio needs to be cleaned up. So what we did was, for lack of a better description, to force every single person at the station to suddenly step up as producers, which looking back for us and for them going Mm. forward was a major thing with regards to skills development. Because now more than ever, it's so important for us as skills developers to make sure that we don't only train broadcasters or journalists, we train well-rounded radio professionals and another thing that that was very difficult and to this day as well is and uh precious mentioned it earlier with you guys having clinicals and with us actually being connected to the university it's not like any other station that for example was an essential service in the initial lockdown we connected Mm. physically geographically to the university. So our, let's say, for example, guys who are doing BA communications, they're not falling into the people that have campus access. And unfortunately, and I do understand this as well, for safety reasons, they don't necessarily see the campus broadcasters as an essential service because the only reason that a lot of our volunteers are allowed on campus is for academic reasons. So the guys who aren't necessarily have to be on campus they don't have campus access and unfortunately we're not in the position to give them campus access so that has been a major challenge but i have to say i'm incredibly proud of the team because now you're also working again with volunteers that despite and mike mentioned it earlier and i feel quite the same we forget that this is our nine to five this is not their nine to five so just we want them to keep broadcasting to keep the station broadcasting and still have that level of quality but they are dealing with suddenly have to being um, exams remotely. They have to do their classes remotely. They have no idea what's going on. And now I'm breathing down their necks as well. So I think that has been a major challenge for us, but we've survived. We've been ducks trying to keep calm at the top and kicking heavily under the water. Yeah. And I do want us to get back to also that point of us as campus radio station, because we are restricted in that we come out of these commu- um, these universities. Um, our almost community license is almost secondary to our core mandate of being university-based. And I'd like for us to ple- um, to revisit that point. Um, but first, let's go to the University of Limpopo, Teflop, and hear from Rifilwe Mudipane, who's a music compiler there. And I think a lot of stations had to automate a lot during the pandemic or in the past year and a half. Um, what has it been like for you, Rifilwe, um, as a music compiler in ensuring that your content is balanced, but also you're not running out of music to put up um, while the, the guys producing content are trying to balance their license requirements and ensuring that we rem- um, your station which is TFFM remains on air okay um so just putting it out there it's actually radio turf um and also <laughs> at the time I was actually uh, the chief producer 
at the time that we went into the pandemic. And I can honestly, listening to everybody that has spoken so far, say that um, I feel grateful that we did a little bit better. Um, the way that our station has structured itself is that we try to balance the community with the campus uh, population. And that's how we gather and balance out our volunteers at the station. And so the core people that are there are actually sort of like from the community. And so we then liaise with the Department of Media Studies to bring in students and rotate them so that as many students can get experiential training. So when the pandemic hit, the students, they left. They're like, oh, peace, bye. We got to go. We got to be safe. Everybody's got to be safe. But we were able to then have the community members around still being able to come into the station. And for those people that were co-hosting, the core thing was to dismantle that so that this that social distancing distancing thing going on. So there was one person per show in order for us to keep things safe. And there was very strict measures that were placed on the station by the university um, to make sure that we are complying and that we're not putting each other at risk. You know, so that was the thing. And in terms of the music department, I wasn't in the music department at the time, but because we worked closely together, I am aware that a lot of it then started moving through um, the emails, songs, information, the requests for interviews, and then obviously all the interviews were now telephonically. So that is basically, we're still doing that even now. We're still on level four, so we're still doing that now. We don't have artists coming in like they used to, which is just something else. It's very interesting because now artists just then, oh, I'd like an interview. Here's my song and all the reset details. And then the station has got to call the artists. And then sometimes, you know, we do all the work now, whereas previously the artists are the ones that used to come in and do the legwork for their own music. But I feel like it's... <sighs> In an African sense, we'd say, I don't know how to say it in English, but we assist each other. So there was a time when the artists had to do all the legwork, and now it's kind of, I guess, uh, station's time to do some a bit of that work. Um, also, but I, I, I truly feel grateful because our people were there, they were committed, unless the person was sick. A lot of them went for a very long time without taking a break, working each and every week. You know, so in that sense, I can say, I guess we did do a little bit better. And our community, our community members, they played along, to be honest. If we needed interviews, we needed content providers, they made sure that they're available on the phone to assist us. Um, so that's basically how we've been getting through this period. Thank you very much, um, Rifilo. And yes, just to note, it is indeed Radio Tef. I'm not reading my notes um, correctly. I do want to say I see a lot more people have joined in. Good morning. Welcome. Um, this is the Radio Days Fringe Conference. So make sure you register for the upcoming conference that's um, or upcoming session that's coming up later on. So go to the Radio Days Africa website um, and also download the Radio Days Africa app. Uh, you'd be able to see interesting sessions and link on to some of the podcasts and great content that's going to be coming up from these sessions. My name is Shue Shue Ku and I'm in conversations, I'm in conversation with my colleagues from other campus radio stations in the country. That's Precious Pialwana from SMUFM, that's Sifako Mahato University. Um, she's the station manager there. Michael Bauer from Tax FM, that's attached to the University of Pretoria. Rifilo Mudipane, who you've just heard from, from Radio TEF, um, that's coming out from um, the Limpopo University. And Sharonik Kennell from Park FM, and that's Northwest University. Does Northwest have two radio stations, Sharonike? Sure, we have three. Uh, we yeah. are... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we yes, got so, uh, for the interest of everyone also listening in. How does that work? Mm -hmm. So you are um, at Park. Which are the other two stations? So it's uh, it's very very interesting. So uh, about twelve years ago, the Northwest University um, we there was a, a combined. Um, the merger and then what happened is we've got a campus in Mafikeng, which is Northwest University FM broadcasting from there. And then we've got our Funabel Park campus, which is River FM, and then um, for us in Pachastruam. So you can imagine what a headache that was for ICASA after the merger, because suddenly you've got one parent company, but we've got three different stations. I think uh, what helped there is we have absolutely no overlapping footprints. Um, and very different cultures on all three campuses. I have to say it's it's an incredible journey working with um, my incredible uh, colleagues, it's Maleng and Puso on the, on the other two campuses, to capture 
the culture of a greater community across three provinces, two provinces um, in three different stations, but under one blanket. Yeah, thank you for wow. that clarity. Um, that's very interesting. I think um, TUT or Tswana University of Technology is another um, university that's got more than one campus station. And this brings us to the question that I also wanted to ask around the mandate um, of campus radio stations in the country. We do know that our licenses um, term us as community radio stations. So yes, we are broadcasting to a community of interest, which mm. are the universities that we're broadcasting from. Um, but Mike, I'll start with you um your understanding of us you know we are camp we are broadcasting from campuses but we are community stations how are you connecting with your community beyond just the university um you know um walls so as to say sure sure that's a great question um and i'm so mm -hmm. glad that you've highlighted that because a lot of people will look at campus stations and say okay cool they only they only broadcast to, to, to a certain area and they only do certain things for the community. And I, I really, I get very upset when people say that. Um, on, on Friday afternoon, uh, my acting station manager was filling out an, an application for funding. Um, and one of the things that, 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 that we looked at was, was who is it that we actually broadcast to on a daily basis? And who do we actually, who do we aim to, to, to um, you know, inform, entertain and educate? And, and, and the answer to that is quite simple. For Tax FM, we focus on young people in Pretoria. Um, our license dictates that we obviously need to broadcast a certain amount of English and Afrikaans, um, but our main focus is young people in Pretoria. And it doesn't matter whether you are um, somebody who studies at the University of Pretoria or you study at TUT or you study at Boston or you study at, at, at Varsity mm. College. Um, th there are many, many academic institutions in, in, in Pretoria that, 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 uh, that, that we know we have uh, um, people listening to us. Um, so instead of saying, okay, cool, just because we broadcast at the University of Pretoria and our license holder is, is, is UP, we're, we're only going to focus on people who live in this res or, or live in Hatfield or whatever it is. We, we don't do that at all. We focus on young people in Pretoria. So when, when, when there are issues in our area that directly affect young people, um, and I'm defining young people uh, in a certain age demographic, but I'm not excluding school school learners as well. Um, mm. What we what we focus on is is being as, um, as 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 focused on on the issue at hand as possible. So I'll use the example of of of, of GBV. Um, a couple of years ago, two years ago, um, during the during. during during a, a massive, um, not only in, in, in Cape Town, but, but, but I, I think nationwide, a, a massive outcry, um, uh, many gender-based violence issues were, were, were highlighted. So instead of us looking at, 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 at our community and saying, okay, cool, this is, this is how we're going to do it and we're only going to speak about certain things and we're going to, what we did was we looked at the issue itself. So we said, okay, cool, gender-based violence affects these kinds of people in these kinds of ways. Gender-based violence affects um, our audience in this specific way. So we attack the issue as opposed to, to, to saying, okay, cool, let's, let's focus on people in Hatfield because we know for a fact that we've got people from Mamalodi, Karankua, Soshunguve, Midrand, Centurion who are listening to our station, who are coming in and out of Pretoria and, and we can't exclude them. So, so what we do is from a programming standpoint um, and as a result from, from, a, from, from a content point of view is we look at what it is that we are trying to achieve as well. So, the, the issue is, 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 is the first thing that we'll take a look at. So, so it, it doesn't matter whether it's fees must fall or gender-based violence or uh, alcohol addiction or, or, or what, whatever the issue is that, we are, that, 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 that we're looking to do. We focus on the issue first. And, and that, that then allows us to be a little bit more broad in terms of the people that we, that, 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 that we connect with. And obviously, the, the main focus here is, is, is making sure that our listener feels a part of our, of our broadcasting 24-7. And so to answer your question, that's, that's kind of what we focus on. We'll, we'll look at the issue first and then look at, at what it is that we're trying to achieve. Um, one, of the, one of the things that we've also been very um, fortunate um, in, in, in our programming mandate is, is, is we've been able to push the boundaries a little bit. So when I said earlier that we look at people who, uh, we, we look at our, our community as young people, and we don't only focus on, on, on what, what normal radio stations would consider a, a normal listening profile. So two years ago, for example, we did, a, um, we, we, we did something where we focused on deaf school learners. And we incorporated deaf school learners into our, our, our community. The year before that, we did uh, a charity drive where we, where we focused on blind um, school learners. So, so we don't only, as I said, we don't only focus on the University of Pretoria's students. We focus on people who are young and hot, um, young people who listen to, 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 to the music that we play, obviously, and, and we build from there. 
well done, Mike. I'm taking some notes there. This is how you win the uh, conference yeah. or the awards at the Radio Awards South Africa. So um, <laughs> I think everyone should be inspired to come up with these ideas and connect with communities. Um, I do want us to talk about issues relating to our role in covering um, yes. student activism, for example, like um, fees must fall and also how we interpret issues that are happening in our society. I think issues around yes. mental health um, and abuse in general is something that's very big for campus radio station as we speak to young people and precious i want to um to come to you you do come from a from a community um and you are very connected with that community and how have you dealt with issues um as a campus station in that community how have you involved your community in covering issues um essentially and maybe we could just take off from what mike is saying uh, maybe we can focus on issues around gender-based violence mm. Uh, thank you, Shoshua. I think uh, in terms of, you know, what Mike has said, I'm just going to add and try not to repeat what he said, but we've, we've definitely had to be creative in how we're covering content. And uh, with that, uh, you did speak about, um, you know, GBV and also mental health issues. Mental health issues, I think, became bigger during the time of COVID because people had to quarantine, people had to isolate. So that was one of the main focuses. I think with us connecting with the community has also been through community engagement that we do um, with the university. And because the, um, the station does sit under marketing communication, we kind of know what is mostly happening um, on our campus. So the one thing that we did focus on last year was the fact that uh, post level five and level four, a lot of people were not going to the dentist. Something as simple as that. So our oral health science department actually reached us to, to us to say, can you communicate to the community to say they can come back? It's still important yeah. to still go see your dentist, but they're thinking, but covered the mouth, how is this going to work? So we had to bring a couple of experts on and actually explain that it's still important to do your regular you know, checkups uh, twice a year and all that, because there was a huge decline in the number of people because uh, our helping um, dentist department actually sits in the university, but there was a huge decline. Now the students are sitting there trying to add up their clinical hours, but there's no patients. So we, we actually assisted in that. In terms of mental health, uh, we got our campus doctor involved because, you know, with the students having to, you know, deal with a lot of patients having to be in ICU during COVID, uh, there were a lot of mental health issues uh, that was, uh, you know, with our students. And uh, we started now, you know, having uh, more talks around it. Uh, we started having more, uh, even adverts, adverts about it and bringing on, obviously, the different experts. But we realized that the community at large, because our focus was more internal, now we had to, like, focus focus externally, but our community at large that we can reach um, started actually being more active. That's why I said in the beginning that it actually made our station shine a bit more. Um, but in terms of the one thing that you realize is that ICASA kind of makes campus radios trapped within the footprint sometimes, you know, because we are in Harangua, it is north of Pretoria. Uh, we wish we could, you know, actually cover the whole of Pretoria because we're coming at a different angle when it comes to this. But I think uh, if, if, you know, if we could, it would be great sometimes to, to actually have that footprint being a bit bigger. But uh, going online is the one um, way that we realize we can connect more. Uh, streaming, our streaming services actually became more popular during this time. So we started streaming to people, but then it comes the data issue. Do I actually listen to the radio station or do I use it for my online classes? So I think as... <laughs> well, TikTok always somehow tends to win. But I think, uh, you know, with us, uh, we, we connected through community engagement. Last year, we had an unfortunate incident where one of our students um, actually had, there was a GBV incident that took place on one of our off-campus residences. And uh, we actually had a march uh, last year, and it also happened this year. So even if it's something that's happening in the community where uh, our university uh, is based, we actually do take part in whatever the community is involved in. So we're trying to push the community engagement to a greater level in any way uh, that we can, because it is very important that, you know, we bring the community in. Although, yes, um, like uh, Mike said, you know, they might just see us as for the students, for the young, but you'll be surprised the amount of people who actually are still young at heart and will continue to listen <laughs> to a campus station. <laughs> 
That's great. Um, and I do want to ask this question. Are we ambitious enough to go beyond Harangua, as you are saying? And as you rightly put it, digital or streaming has allowed us to be able to do this. Mm. Um, Rifilwe, this is the question for you. Um, are you seeing Radio TEF go beyond just the borders of the university? And are you reaching out? At least if your license issued by ICASA isn't allowing you to do that um are you using streaming um you know facilities to be able to reach your audiences beyond that well at the moment not um i think a lot of people don't know this but radio tough actually was uh in the process of uh, getting a studio upgrade so actually for the past few months we've been broadcasting from a van so it's been really tricky um and radio tough prior to that now you all know your problems <laughs> It's been tough. It's been rough. Like, hey. Um, but the, 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 the thing about it and the thing that makes me comfortable enough to even say this is because as a community radio station, there are certain things that you deal with and people don't even know it. They just hear the radio is on and all is okay and everything is okay, but you might be struggling with certain things. So things like live streaming have not been accessible to us until now. Now we can start thinking about, oh, we can reach people this way and that way. We have people in Venda that send us messages. Like, oh, we love Radio Turf. Maybe they heard it driving through. I don't know. But we know for a fact that they were not able to actually listen in to us. But now we'll be able to access them, you know. So that is very important. And Radio Turf has been in existence for a very long time. But to push, and again, you have to see the good and the bad around the pandemic. Yes, there's a lot of bad, but one of the good is that it forces stations to start making those steps that you were thinking, oh, well, welcome to radio station. Are people actually reaching us? Our main audience is reaching us. Mm -hmm. But once something like this happens, it says you got to push the envelope. You've got to reach even farther. So I think that is what is happening, that our, our management really pushed for us to start getting access to these doors that were previously like, we knew they had to be accessed, but it wasn't an emergency. So yeah, we definitely are heading in that direction. So it's something to be, to look forward to as well. Yeah, for us. Um, that's great. Um, Sharonika, you've got three stations. How ambitious are you? Do you want to amalgamate the stations and create one conglomerate mm. that's going to reach the whole of Northwest? Are you looking to grow beyond just being a Northwest Poch of Strom campus station? Mm. I think sure, what's very interesting about our three campuses is we are three very different campuses. And at the end of the day, I think that's why it works is because if you take a look at the community of the Northwest University, ranging from, like I said, Funabel Park, Mafi King, Porcherstrom, we have a very, very interesting group of students and a very interesting community. So mm. the reason why we do have the three stations is to be able to serve every little niche part of that. And we've had this conversation about amalgamating the three stations a lot over the last couple of years. But I think the reason why, especially um, the three station managers have been quite adamant about the fact that we do have shared content, but it's extremely important for us to still keep our individual identities to be able to serve, mm -hmm. like I said, every single part of our community. Because it's, I always thought it's a little bit of a catch-22 situation with broadcasting in general in South Africa because we have so many stations like you can choose, pick and choose out of anything and that's a big mistake that a lot of stations make is to try and please everybody you're not going to please everybody there mm. is something for you and especially like what you mentioned with with reaching and going further that's great but reaching kind of within your lane stick <laughs> to Yes, stick to your community. Because again, mm -hmm. the second that you try to please too many people, you're going to lose the majority of mm -hmm. everyone. Because pleasing everyone means yeah. pissing off everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunately the case. So rather give who you know your community is the best possible quality of radio and the best possible storytelling that you can give and that interaction with them rather than kind of 
overstepping your reach, if you understand what, what I'm saying, mm. because I think mm. Precious, especially with you, you know exactly who your community is. So you know mm. how you can speak to them. Same thing mm. with Mike and with Rufuwe. Um, Mike knows that Tux can push the boundaries. That is, that's their community. And the same with, with Puck FM as well is you are not speaking to an age group. And that's something, and it sounds very idealistic. Icasa mm. thinks we're speaking to an age group, but we're speaking to a state of mind. We have listeners mm. that are 30 and 40 years up, but they've got the heart of the yeah. young person that we're talking to. The mm. same thing with school kid. You're talking to the 15-year-old that wishes he was 21 years old. That's who you're talking to. I don't care what's on your ID. I care about how you listen and engage with the type of content that we're putting out there. And to come back to your question, Trisha, I think that's what makes our three campuses so unique and what lets our system work because we can share messaging on certain platforms, but why try to alienate a lot of your listeners to try Mm -hmm. and put them all under one blanket? Let's give them as much as we can, as far as we can, because we do have the opportunity to do it in three different geographical and via mm-hmm. content locations. Mm. Mike, I see you've got a raised eyebrow there and I do want to come to you, <laughs> but I want to yep. encourage everyone who's just listening in and tuning in from wherever you are, please um, interact with us. We'd like to hear what your thoughts are and what your understanding of Campus Radio is. And if you've got any questions for us, you can send a WhatsApp message to 79 Double zero double zero zero seven nine five two eight double zero double zero, or you can send a question through the chat, um, and we will try and read those conversations out to you. But uh, those messages and see if we can answer them. But um, Mike, you you raised yes. an eyebrow. Let, let's <laughs> no, hear. No, because I I can't agree with 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 anything more. Um, and I've never heard that phrase before. We don't care what's on your ID, and I I just think that that's such such a beautiful way of looking at it because. Because, yeah, I, I, I agree 100% with what Sharonika is saying. Um, and to, to get back to your original question, your original question is, are we, are we being bold enough um, as, as, as campus stations? Um, I think that that's uh, not a problematic question to answer, but I think that it's a question that uh, I think many of our campus radio stations have answered already in the sense that, 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 that many of us on this, on this call and many of us on, uh, um, uh, agree that campus radio in South Africa is such a unique thing. And... Yes, we are. We, uh, yes, we 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 have got our own category at the at the radio awards. But at the end of the day, we're all competing for the same amount of pie, mm-hmm. or we're we're all competing for the same slice of pie. And our listeners are very, very, very different to commercial radio stations' listeners, uh, in the sense that they have got ninety different things that they are interested in. And it's not just TikTok and Instagram that we're com- competing with mm-hmm. now. We're also competing with the likes of Tex in the City with her podcast and Joe Rogan and Hot. Um, in, in in New York and and their podcasts. So so I think getting back to the point of are we being bold enough? I think from a from a campus station having these kinds of of, of discussions is very important and sharing ideas like we're doing right now is very important. And I think that the only way the campus radio in South Africa is going to survive um, is if we have sessions like this where we talk and openly discuss about mm-hmm. uh, openly discuss what 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 our attitudes towards certain things are. I think to answer your question, we can be bolder. I think that we can be pushing the boundaries a little bit. I think that we um, are not nipping at the heels of commercial radio stations as much as we need to. Um, I think that they that there are certain commercial stations that are that are very comfortable in 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 the positions that they're in. And I think the campus radio and the and the spirit of campus radio mm-hmm. is is pushing the boundaries. And I don't think that that that, that we're doing that enough. But I do also think that that once the dust has settled after COVID nineteen and once um, technology begins to play a much bigger role in, in, in campus broadcasting, I think that mm. we can push the boundaries a little bit more. Mm. Um, interesting. Mm. I do want to ask, you are saying we can do more um, collectively. Is there a need for us? And Precious, I'll start with you. We sit together at the NAB. Um, is there a need for us as campus stations to organize beyond just these conversations um is there a need for us to form our own type of association if you um, if you would call it that um precious let's start with you yes uh i think with that i'll say yes yes and if you ask again i'm going to say yes 
I think having sitting at, you know, NAB and also being a part of NCRF, you kind of realize that the more discussions that happen, you know, the more that stations can actually grow from each other. And as campus station, we tend to think we're far from each other in terms of geographically, but actually we are serving a similar kind of community with each other. So I would love for campus stations to actually come together and actually have something um, that is just for campus station, especially because we know right now uh, the one element that's really affected us is advertising and revenue that has really gone down. But, uh, you know, if we could come together to share the different ideas, because some of the stations are flourishing, some are not doing so well. And uh, if we can come in a room like this and actually share ideas, whether it's how to deal with programming issues, how to deal with any kind of uh, conflict or issues that we have within the stations even, um, we can learn more. You know, when it comes to ICASA, as uh, my colleagues have said, you know, it, 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 they just see us as just that one bit, that campus of interest. But the reality is that uh, we can actually reach out and, and you know, uh, to a bigger community. But the more we can uh, share ideas and the more we find, the quick actually we find the platform and how we can do it. I'm hoping post this, I'm encouraging it to happen very quick. Um, we, we can actually learn so much uh, from each other because I go to certain conferences sometimes. I'm like, yeah, but you know, my issue is they're not really understanding. So if we could have some sort of a, a, an NAB and NCIF that actually is just for campus station, I think we can really, really take over uh, South Africa's youth market on another level. Um, oh, great. Thank you. I guess we will all agree um, on that. Mm. And, um, and maybe let's, let's take it upon us. Let's start this mm. um, association of, of campus radio stations and let, yes. let's not exclude com um, other college stations. I just do want to remind you that this specific session is supported by the U.S. Embassy in Pretoria. And the Radio Days mm. Conference for years has been supported by CAS Media Africa. If you haven't yet registered for the keynote address and the main session that's coming up later on today please go to radio days africa and be able to you'll be able to register there i do encourage you to um, download our app it's really cool um you'll be able to get interesting content and interact with us i do see that there's quite a few questions um that we have here and um, i'm just waiting for a confirmation that we can take um questions from the attendees um lerato mokwena i do see you but i want to read um a question here um, um, from someone and my screen is just not playing ball. Uh, who's okay? Good day, good one here. I want to get a sense of what the panel thinks about the gatekeepers' culture. Um, are they finding that they aren't um, exporting more and more of their talent to the next level? Um, and are they themselves not clipping their own staff uh, members' wings? Campus radio <laughs> question. Um, and there's a question. Um, uh, Sharon, Nico, do you want to take a step at that? Is there a gatekeeper's culture? Are we preventing our volunteers and students from moving to the next level? Or is there something else that's preventing the growth or progression? Because I think one of the biggest thing, um, our reality is that people get into campus radio because they are mm. still learning, but they are aiming to get mm. um, into commercial stations. And like you said, mm. for us, it's our nine to five. So this is our main gig. <laughs> But for them, it's not their main. Um, what, what's your response there to Kutuano's question? Yeah. Kutuano, the gates are open. The walls are down. Please come, come and fetch them. Let's fetch as many yeah. as you want. Um, I think that's a, that's a very interesting question because um, the broadcasting area in, in campus stations looks a little bit different also, especially I'm going to speak out of um, FM, uh because geographically, we are not uh, in a position where we've got big commercials that can poach our guys, um, which on, on the one hand, it's sad. I would love for my volunteers to have the mm -hmm. opportunity to go do a midnight slot at a community, at a commercial station, but geographically it's, it's not necessarily possible. Um, but I think the idea of please don't come and poach our volunteers because then you, you lose your breakfast presenter I think to be quite honest, um, in the years that I've been mm. in campus radio, you know what? Our mandate is skills development. My job is to create a platform where I mm. train radio professionals to be able to go to the next level. So please come and poach them. This is what we're supposed to, to be doing. Um, so 
we train them to be poached. And yes, I do know that it's, it's unfortunately, it's an injury that comes with the sport of being in campus or station mm. management. Okay. But you also have to realize as someone in management at a campus radio station, this is your job. Mm. So as much as yes, we are there mm. to give quality broadcasting, quality content for these kids. We are a stepping stone and we're supposed to be a stepping stone and we should stop trying to shy away from that. Your idea mm. is to open as many doors as possible. And I'm kind of calling on, on the commercial um, broadcasters out there, maybe listening right now. Please, we are here. We're training your next star for free and we're doing mm. our best. So please come and fetch them. My gates are open. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, um, I'm going to say this, Sharonike. We do want them to come and the, the best produced um, broadcasters, but precious. I mean, there's a lot of investment that goes into training these um, volunteers and, and students. Do you think there's something that um, uh, that commercial and the public service station needs to be paying, contributing to towards campus radio station for the role that we are playing? Um, I think it would be great. Maybe that's something that, you know, within our, our new association that's coming up, we can actually speak to them about that, but as a group, you know, because if you go individually, they will not feel us as much. But it would be great to see commercial stations also um, assisting campus stations because, you know, as my colleague said, as Shanika said, that we, we, we are here, we know our purpose, we understand skills development, train them to be the best, when the best, we don't really want them to leave, but we hope they do. <laughs> and that's the reality of it. But uh, in terms of, you know, training, I think, you know, and also giving that experiential training um, to open those, those doors a bit more. There's very few stations that actually do that. Um, you know, if, if you've got one of your top presenters who could actually get experience of just being a commercial station for two weeks or even a month, that actually gives them an entirely different feel on the opportunities and the kind of platform they can go to. So I think a lot of commercial stations could open up their doors more and should open up their doors more. And we know they get more funds than us. They can also open that door a bit more <laughs> towards that. But um, it would be great. And I think it's something we need to start uh, speaking to the commercial stations about because, you know, we are the, the skills development, the training ground. But uh, I think in, it's a two-way thing that uh, would, would have to start having that conversation, but actually putting things in place that will work for the future. Hmm, thank you. Now, Rufilo, here's a question from Mpumele Lomapena. Um, it says, is there a way for campus stations to come together and collaborate? Um, mm. Yes, I think we've answered that question, but have a sort of simulcast where your presenters are broadcasting with Sifako Mahato FM presenters or someone from UJ or from Voice of Vets. Do you think there's an opportunity for us to do that as campus stations, Rufilo? Mm. I think it's something that we should definitely look into. Why not? You know, um, maybe just to take it a little a step back and say my concern would be, and this is not maybe a personal thing, for campus stations to also focus on um, media studies students because the radio is still has a culture of having people who can study other things, engineering, whatever, whatever, and then dab into media, you know, and then succeed. And then there's this talented person who studied media, who put in the work mm -hmm. and they're not able to get as much because we're investing in people who aren't in the media space. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, unless we're saying it is redundant for students to study media studies, then we should invest in them and make sure that we're pushing them as much. And I think one of those, some of that collaborative work has to center around that. It has to center around maximizing the opportunity for students who studied journalism, for students who did media studies. So yeah, why not? It would be great. And also um, our challenges are different. I think Mike mentioned it earlier. And one of some of those challenges are simply being in the University of Limpopo, what, how we train them and what they learn here will be very different to what they will learn at VETS or any other community radio station, wherever. So if we do mm -hmm. the collaborative work, then they, you learn more. There's more. There's, it, I, I don't see somebody saying, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that wouldn't make sense yeah. to me. 
Yeah, um, uh, that's great. Um, I see there's quite mm. a few questions that are coming in. There's a great encouragement for us to collaborate more um, and mm. work together. So I do think that we should take that forward. Uh, but here's a question from Priti Dibakwani. Um, Greetings, my name is Priti Dibakwani and I'm from Rise FM in Mpumalanga. Um, the question is, is it actually, what is the future of radio presenters? How can they best position themselves and measure their developments towards the direction of bigger stations for the love of radio? And I will tie in Priti's question with um, Noni Kumalo's question, who, who, um, which says, um, um, what is your opinion on commercial stations hiring presenters that have bigger social media numbers instead of talent, um, which is where we play in the talent that we develop. Um, Mike, you currently yeah. working on a project with a number of um, campus stations and YFM. So yeah. where do you see the future of broadcasters going, especially the ones that we are working with? And are okay. they... Uh <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try and be as quick as possible because if you give me the floor I I, I can speak on this topic for about 12 days. Um okay so so there's two there's two things that I think need to be need to be addressed here. The 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 first is the the issue of a commercial station coming to a campus radio station and poaching a um a, a, a presenter or a producer or a music compiler or whatever it is, is something that's been happening in, in, in South Africa for the last 30 years. Um, mm. And that's a culture that isn't necessarily going to change. Um, so, so one of the things that I, that I do want to address, and I see that there's a couple of members of the commercial radio sector on, uh, on, on, on this chat. Um, one, of the, one of my major concerns is that in the, in the next couple of years, um, that, that model of people broadcasting on a campus radio station and then going into commercial is, is, is fine. Um, because, mm. you know, for the next couple of years, technology isn't really going to catch up with us. But in the next five to 10 years, we're going to see a very, very different shift in the way in which people mm. are doing things in South Africa. We're going to see a mm. lot of, of young broadcasters um, moving away from traditional sort of terrestrial radio stations like Tux FM, Puck FM, um, Radio Turf. And, the, and they're going to be focusing a little bit more on Anchor FM, which is a radio station that fits into your smartphone. And the major problem with this little thing is, is the, 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 the fact that that, that commercial radio stations are going to not only start needing to compete with Anchor FM um, and Spotify and the apps that are, that, that, that are slowly but surely developing radio um, and, and, and talk forms of broadcasting on a smartphone. Um, but the other thing that's going to happen is, is commercial stations are going to, are, are, the, the, the talent pool is going to dry up. So to go back to what Precious was saying, and mm. just to, 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 to chat um, to, to, to Pretty and to answer Pretty's question, at the end of the day, every single thing that we're talking about today comes down to the issue of quality. The reason why commercial radio stations are looking at our presenters um, in, in the campus sector is because of the quality that we are able to, 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 to not only um, nurture, but also to, 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 to focus um, on and and obviously every single one of us as radio programmers, as station managers, as producers, as music compilers, uh, we're looking at getting the best quality for our listeners first, and and as a result, mm. commercial stations are, are are looking at it from there. So essentially, what I'm trying to say is the to to answer Pretty's question, how do we get more people into the industry? How do we get more people to commercial radio stations? How do we get more people um to to, to have these kinds of, uh, of of discussions? The very first thing that we need to look at is the fact that quality is the main focus. If we are putting mm -hmm. effort into training people and making sure that the that the quality of 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 people that we're putting out there is one hundred percent all the time, I think the campus radio has got a a, a a a bright enough future. And the other thing that I that that that, that I need to talk about. Uh, about is the issue of, of accountability and we need to be accountable to each other and we need to say yo listen we can't rely on commercial radio stations to come and help us all the time so we need to mm. to be accountable and, mm. and Shwe Shwe, you mentioned earlier the the the, the initiative that i started uh, with yfm where we went to to a whole bunch of campus radio stations we need to be accountable for our own positions and we need to say okay cool yes we are a a campus-based community, but we are still a community of broadcasters. And we can't mm -hmm. rely on NAB. We can't rely on the commercial radio sector. We can't even rely on the, on, on the community radio sector. We need to be making these positions available for ourselves. Um, so, so yeah, and I realize that I've taken 
quite quite a bit of time in, in, in rounding off this question. But at the but at the end of the day, Shwe Shwe, it's 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 an issue of quality. We need to be accountable for the quality that we're putting out into the industry. And the only way in which we're going to do that is if we as campus radio stations get together and we start having conversations and we start saying, yo, this is what we do, this is what works for us, this is why we do X, Y, and Z. This is why we've got six people in in the last three years who've gone into the radio industry to to to, to work full time. Thank you, Mike. And, you know, I mean, it's, we've only got a few minutes remaining and I do want us to start concluding. So there's two points or areas that I think are important that we haven't necessarily really covered. Uh, Mike, you just mentioned um, technology and how yes. your audio platforms are coming in. You've got Clubhouse that's coming through and I join those yeah. often. And this is audio only social media platform. Twitter introduced Twitter spaces. Um, looks very much like a panel discussion on a radio show. Um, mm. We had uh, Max Zuckerberg, um, CEO of Facebook, saying that they are working on audio-only features. So I guess the, the, there's no question on the importance of radio and audio-only stories. Yeah. There's a need for us to adopt and move with the times, mm. also as campus stations, to remain sustainable. But also another question um, for our sustainability as stations is financial viability. Yeah. Um, and I think mm. as we closed, um, we'll start with you you know where's the future of campus radio and are we taking advantage of technology um, or tools that technology has made available to us um, and are we able to make money out of those Rifilwe. sure i think this is a big question for me to um answer but definitely i think all stations all Everybody in the managerial position at any radio station is supposed to be equipping themselves with the knowledge, the trends, and making sure that the community radio station is up. That is not negotiable if the station is to survive. And that for me is the, obviously the context matters because like I said, if you're at the University of Limpopo, the context is going to be very different to a community radio or tax or whatever it is. What they have access to might be different to what we have access to, but there's a need for all of us to be moving towards the change so that it doesn't knock you out of the way. Daronika, let's just, um, you know, 30 seconds. Let's hear from you. I think coming back to... <laughs> um, I'm just going to, Mike's word of the day is accountability, and that's throughout, whether it is in ad sales, whether it's in broadcasting content, whatever it is. I think we as campus radio stations should stop feeling sorry for ourselves because we're not getting the financial piece of the pie from ad agencies. Mm -hmm. You know your market better than anyone else. So this might seem a little bit harsh, but I think, like I said, we should stop feeling sorry for ourselves and start proving to both local clients, regional clients, national clients, go to them and show them what you're worth. Don't go to them with Facebook likes or go, don't go to them with listenership numbers. That's not mm -hmm. what we're looking for. Go to them with engagement, prove to them why you mm -hmm. are worth their money. That's the only way you're going to be financially sustainable. Mm. Precious, thank you very much. Um, Precious, your thoughts? I think she covered it quite well. You know, we need to relook at uh, how we're actually engaging, you know. We, we, we can no longer uh, sell uh, social media as we used to. And there's so many new platforms that we actually need to look at one thing, and that is how we're going to adapt to the changes of technology. I think we can bring certain elements into, um, actually, to play a part in our radio stations and use those platforms as part of the radio stations, but we need to start adapting to the changes of technology. And yes, that's going to take some time. But uh, as uh, Mike did say, it's something we need to do. Otherwise, uh, you know, where we are in existence, we might be very less. Because podcasting, for instance, is becoming so huge, but it's not a space that we're truly playing uh, right now. So something like that is that adapt to the changes of technology. We need to do that and start selling ourselves different uh, from the north. Thank you. Mike, you've got a few seconds also, your concluding words. Yeah, so my concluding words, you touched on finances earlier. Um, I, I, Tax FM is in a very unique situation in the sense that we are almost 100% um, focused on, mm. on, 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 uh, on advertising to bring in our finances. And uh, my, my, my sales manager and acting station manager at the moment, Caitlin, has not stopped selling since this time last year. In fact, you know, March last year, she, she, she's been on the phone and she's been having sleepless nights about keeping the station, 
you know, mm-hmm. lights on. And I think that there's no easy answer to this. If, if, um, if we look at what, our, what, what we should actually be doing, um, what we should be doing is taking an audience and delivering it to a client. We should be taking mm-hmm. a captive audience and delivering it to a client. And, and that goes back to quality. Quality in programming, quality in broadcasting is what we need to be focusing on. Mm. Thank you very much, Mike. Thank you, everyone. Um, just um, um, some few comments there uh, from Joseph Maramba. Facebook has rolled out rooms now available in the USA and mm. Spotify has launched Green Room. And then there's a question here from Lawrence is, um, do Campus Station consider students from other universities and other faculties? The answer is yes. So be in touch with your campus radio station. You should be able to access those. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. And thank you for the contributors. Precious Pierlane from Sefagomahatu. University FM station manager there, Michael Bauer from Tax FM that's attached to um, University of Pretoria, Rifilo Mudipane from Radio TEF, um, and also Sharoni Canel from Park FM, one of the stations from Northwest University. My name is Shueshue Ku. Again, don't forget, register for the session that's coming up later on today, radiodaysafrica.co.za. The session that you just listened to or watched was brought to you by the U.S. Embassy in Pretoria. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a lovely day and see you later in the afternoon. That was a Radio Days Africa audio amplified podcast brought to you by the Vitz Radio Academy. For more information and podcasts, click to radiodaysafrica.co.za.